Good morning, aloha. You ready for church this morning? Ooh, man. It is good to be here. We, uh, reminders are good. Reminders are very good because we forget things. Sometimes we forget things on accident. Sometimes we forget things on purpose. Like, oh, I didn't know about that meeting was at 8 o'clock. I thought it was at 10 o'clock. But reminders are good. And we have these 12 stones here as a reminder of what God has done in the Bible. What we have in the, in the story of Joshua is he's, he's, he's in the promised land. And Joshua and the Israelites, uh, they have the Ark of the Covenant. They go up to the Jordan River because that was a barrier and what God did was as soon as the, the, they got to the, the edge of the water there, the Jordan River receded, and all the Israelites walked through. Then the Lord said, tell the Israelites, one from each tribe, to go back in the middle of the Jordan to pick up a stone and then make a monument. The monument was to remember what God had done. The monument was to remember what God had done. And God says to the Israelites, you don't want them to remember what I've done today. But when the future generation asks, when your kids and your kids' kids ask, tell them that this is what God has done. It was always about telling people the stories of what God has done. And what a great example for you and I today to tell people what God has done in our lives. And the idea of these stones is we're looking back at the history of our church. This is a great church, and, and as I've been learning the, the story of our church, it is amazing, the, all the trailblazers that came. And what we're doing is we're looking at these different monuments in the life of our church, remembering the past, honoring the past, but we're also looking forward. Because when we see the narrative of scripture, what we see is we see God that did amazing things. But guess what? God continued to do amazing things. Amen? And he continued to do amazing things. And in our church today and now, God is going to continue to do amazing things. And all of us in here have a part of God's plan and God's mission of what he has in store for Kaimaki Christian Church. And that's exciting. So, last week... I started by talking about the wilderness. Now, 40 years before they crossed into the Jordan, they were, they were in the wilderness, the desert. The Israelites were in the desert, the wilderness for 40 years. 40 years. That is a long time to be in the wilderness. And we're going to take this wilderness uh, event that happened, and we're going to look at, at it just for a, a little bit in terms of a metaphorical sense. Because we all have been in a wilderness at one time or another. We all have been uh, in difficult times, and a wilderness can mean something different for, for other people. So here's, here's what happened. A, a week and a half ago, when Pastor Ron was in hospice, he called me, and he said, he said Brian, I, I heard your, you know, because he was watching the messages every week, and we would talk on the phone and text, and, but, 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 but he was saying, I have a story about the wilderness, because I saw that you're, you're talking about it. And I said, yeah, so a week and a half ago, he shared this story with me that I wanted to share with, with all of you about the wilderness. So when Pastor Ron came as the new senior pastor, um, 
he met somebody. He came in 1993 as a new senior pastor, and he met this lady. And this lady was a Sunday school teacher. She taught Sunday school, and she loved teaching Sunday school, and that's what she did. And the kids loved her, and she loved the kids, and she did this for some time. Well, she decided to take the kids on a little adventure. So she wanted to take them to Hanama Bay. Is that how you say it? Pretty good? Pretty good? Close? Close enough? All right, all right. I'll, I'll give myself credit on that. I am going to be going there one day. Thank you. Thank you for the side who applauded. You are, uh, have a special place in heaven. Thank you over there. Another special place in heaven. Anybody else? All right, just kidding. <laughs> Love it. So, so, so she took him to Hanan, Hamana. You know what I'm talking about. And so she wanted them, and I imagine in her mind, she wanted to have them take some, uh, you know, pictures, or not pictures, but I'm sure to see God's creation, to see the turtles in the water. On Friday night, I said to see the tortoises in the water, and I realized tortoises are on land, not in the water, but that was... That was a mistake. But anyway, see the turtles in the water and to see God's creation. What a great place to see God's creation, right? And, and, and then she brought the kids back. Well, the pastor at the time, and it wasn't, it wasn't Pastor Gallagher. It was the pastor before him. You can figure out who that was. I forget who it was. But, but, but he lit into her. He said, how dare you miss church? How dare you take the kids to miss church? But what's interesting is these kids got a lot, in my mind, out of just being in God's creation and saying, God, thank you for what you've created. And he was rude, and he really offended her. And she was deeply hurt, deeply wounded. So she stopped going to church. She stopped going to church. And this was before Pastor Gallagher. So you know this is a long time ago. Pastor Ron comes in 1993 as a senior pastor. And as he's coming, he's talking to her. And she's telling him this story. And as Pastor Ron would do is he would listen. He would care. He would hear what's going on. And, and, and so Pastor Ron's telling me this on the phone. And he said, Brian, but here's the punchline. This is a true story, though. I'll make sure everyone understands this. He, he, says, he says, you know, after he's listening to her and working through it, and he says the punchline is this, Pastor Ron told me. He said, that, he said to her that after 33 years, it might be time to let it go. 33 years. It might be time to let it go. So she started attending church again. She was able to, to let it go. And what he wanted me to tell you a week and a half ago was, what is the hurts and burdens that we maybe have had in our lives for all these years? And maybe it's time for us to let it go. That was a message from a week and a half ago from our beloved pastor. Uh, a second thought about the wilderness is this, is in terms of wilderness, sometimes the wilderness could be a period of sadness. And as a church, that's the period we're in. We're in a period of sadness, a period of grieving. And my encouragement for all of us is this, don't grieve alone. We are family here. And I'm learning that more and more and more and more. Tell stories of what Pastor Ron has done in your life. Tell stories, those funny stories, those, those, those heartfelt stories. Share those stories. Grieve together. And that is a healthy thing to do as we are in our wilderness of sadness. Grieve together and ask God to be with us through that grieving. And, 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 and it was amazing that when Pastor Ron, when he was still in hospice, 
he would still share the message and the hope of Christ with other patients around him. He's in hospice. He's in pain. He's still sharing the message of Christ. Till his dying day, he was sharing the message of Christ and the hope that we have as Christians. What a great example of faith that we have. You know, another thing I learned about Ron is that he was a man who casted vision. He was somebody that would look to the future and say, here's where we're going. Here is the direction of where we're going. Because he knew, as Scripture says, without vision, people perish. Here's what uh, Proverbs 29, 18 says in the King James Version. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. He that keepeth the law. When was the last time you used the word keepeth? Next, after service, just throw that in a sentence, see if someone catches it. So here's that same passage in the message paraphrase. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And then also in Proverbs 29, 18, in the New International Version, we read this. Where there's no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Where there is no vision, people perish. Ron was able to cast vision. Pastor Ron was able to say, here's where we're going. He was also a man who was just a natural evangelist. I got to know him in July when my family and I first came here. But he was somebody that was this relational evangelist, meaning everybody wanted to be his friend. And every time you talk to him, I've heard these stories, and even when I was talking to him, I'm like, he's my friend, and I just met him. But he was somebody that people wanted to be around, and he was always sharing the message of Christ, either through his actions or through a gentle conversation. So he was a natural evangelist, and he was strong at casting vision. He was a man that had many, many talents. Then when, when Ron came in 1993, the sanctuary, when you come in, it was only this part of the sanctuary that was here. Only this part. Now this other part here wasn't there yet, but he had vision. And the story is, as I'm told, Pastor Ron is preaching a powerful sermon preaching it, and he's like, and the Lord said, and people are like, yeah, praise the Lord, and, and I'm embellishing it, of course, you know, and, <laughs> and, and as he's doing this, and as people are giving their lives to the Lord and, and, and all that stuff, Norman Hong, our wonderful elder, is drawing, and what's he doing? He's sketching, because I, I, it's probably an uh, inspiration of the Holy Spirit while he's doing that, so Norman is drawing this sketch here, and check it out. And as he's drawing this sketch, some maybe may know the story. He's drawing the sketch here while Ron's preaching his heart out. And what he's doing is he's building another section here because it looks like this was all built at one time. I didn't realize this until just a couple weeks ago. But, but, but Norman realized, no, here's what we're going to do. And so all of a sudden now, they start getting together and there's vision. And there's like, and, and God is talking to Pastor Ron about, hey, here's what's going on, and here's what we're going to do, and, and, and he, he, you know, and it's kind of exciting what's happening. And so we got the design, and, and then there's a picture of Ron that's really, really interesting. That there used to be a railing, 
And, and this is uh, one, a picture before the building was torn down, before this building started constructing. Like, kind of like him in thinking about what the future holds, you know, thinking about what's next, you know, talking about these trailblazing moments, what was next in our lives. And so he, 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 he wanted to do that. And the old vision was we're going to plant churches, which is a good vision. But he felt the Lord telling him, you know what? The vision, though, is, is now it's here. It's we have a great facility, we have great property, we have great people. Let's make this an outreach center. Let's make this a training center. Let's, let's have this entire block that people know that this is a place where they could come and get hope. They could come and be trained and we could send them out to be ministers of the gospel. This was the new vision where, where God was leading Pastor Ron. It was outreach. It was strong on missions. It was about here's where we're going. And then... We come to this great moment of raising the cross. Anytime you build, you have to get permits. And this is the most exciting part of building is the permits. <laughs> and so what is happening is that, is that when we were building, we had this building that's like a billion feet tall. And then, and then I guess there was new guidelines. And so we had to get what's called a variance. I didn't know what a variance was until like five days ago. A variance saying, okay, I know the limit's here, but we need 20 feet higher. Makes sense, right? Because otherwise, we're going to have a building, that's the, the roof that slopes like that. And the only time you have a roof that slopes like that is if it's snowing. And last I checked, it doesn't snow in Hawaii. Is that right? All right, gotcha. Okay, so 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 God asked for the variance, and then but that was a big issue. That was a big issue because some people in the community did not like that. They didn't like that we're asking for a variance. But we needed to have meetings after meetings. We needed to meet with the neighborhood board. We needed to meet at the city hall, and we needed to meet with all these different people. And so at the city hall, Ron spoke about vision. He says, here's what our church has done in the lives of the community. Here's how much we've done for the community. Here's what we're going, and here's why this is a good thing. Norman comes up. He talks about all the architecture. He talks about the flow of traffic and how it's not going to disrupt things. And it's, you know, I'd imagine the powerful presentations from both men. But people get up and they object. They say no. And from what I understand is that one one of the board members or somebody was, was trying to find a compromise. He was the peacemaker. And he said, all right, how about this? We just lower the cross so it's not super high, but we just lower it. And, and then I think we all could be happy. But then Pastor Ron was like, oh, no. I don't know if he really said that. In my mind, he said that, you know. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, you didn't. Whoa. And he gets up. But he says this. He says, and many of you have heard this story, and, but he said that there's so much hurt, so much brokenness, so much emptiness, people need the cross. And so we're not going to lower the cross. We're going to what? Raise the cross. Every time I, I hear that, it gives me chills. And yesterday was the 50th anniversary of, of the school, of our school, and it was powerful. And then we had Anadera singing um, Raise the Cross with the children's choir, and they had a hula going on. It was amazing seeing all of this come together. But, but he said, we're going to raise the cross. They took a vote. I don't know if it was another vote or, or how it all worked, but they took a vote. And then everyone said yes or they abstain. 
meaning they just didn't vote. And then one person, I think came to you, Norman, right, in the parking lot and said, and said I was going to vote no, but I don't know what happened. And I voted yes. Well, we know what happened. God still works today. Isn't that a beautiful picture of God still working today? You know? And as I think about that story, I think about what another monument, right? What, what another monument in the, in the story of our church of what God has done. That here we have, you know, a new vision of we want to be a center for outreach, a center for training, a center for growing, a center for reaching people who need Jesus. And, and that moment, think about this. The compromise was lower the cross. Ron could have been like, okay, we're going to lower the cross. All right, let's just leave it like that. And probably everyone would have been okay. But he felt the Holy Spirit say, no, you need to go and take this step. And he did. And now we have this amazing moment, this monument to remember what God has done. And we have so many different these monuments in the lives of our church that is just amazing. So obviously we know the story. The building was built. We started acquiring land and lots of amazing things started happening. And then from that moment, we have the logo of our church. The logo of our church is a cross with two buildings. It's this idea that we have these two buildings here, right? And what's in the middle and the focus? It's the cross. It's what Jesus has done for us. That's the, the significance of our logo. And it's a powerful message, reminder of what Jesus has done. And so we started expanding, we started buying property, and it was amazing. But as I recall, as I, as I reflect on this story, I'm reminded of Romans. Romans chapter 1, verses 14 to 17. In Romans chapter 1, verses 14 to 17, we have the Apostle Paul who penned some very poignant words. And here's what he says in verse 14. In Romans chapter 1, verse 14. I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That's why I'm so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. Here it is. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. And here's what this passage says in the message paraphrase. I like how it says this about the gospel and about what the gospel is all about. And here's what we see. We see here that it is news. It's news. The gospel is the news I'm most proud to proclaim. The gospel is the news I am most proud to proclaim. Pastor Ron was somebody who was proud to proclaim the gospel of Jesus, that Jesus died, that he rose again. He was a man that was not embarrassed of the gospel. And as the band comes, I want us to think about this last thought here. Here's the thought I'd like us to think about. With the gospel, with the message of Jesus and the eternal hope that we have, number one, do we live as men and women who love the gospel? 
Are we setting the example like the freedom that we have because of what Jesus has done for us? And number two, is there somebody that God is placing on our heart that we need to have a relationship with, that we need to let them know about what Jesus has done? Is there someone God is saying right now in your heart, reach out to this person. Tell them the message of Christ. So are we living the gospel? Are we proud of the gospel? And are we telling people the gospel story? What is it that we're doing? Where is that story at in our lives? Where are we at? Are we reaching out? Are we proud of the gospel? I am proud to follow a senior pastor who is not ashamed of the gospel. I am honored to follow somebody that kept the cross the center for all his life. And here we are now looking to the future. We're going to continue to keep the cross the center. We're going to continue to preach the gospel. We're going to continue to reach out to people. But that starts with all of us individually. Amen? Let me pray. And as I pray, I just want you to, in your heart, say, Lord, who is that person you want me to share with? Lord, how do I live the gospel? Father, speak to us. Speak to us. As we ask you these questions in our hearts, speak to us. Thank you, Jesus.